Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the Word of God bless you today. You've heard uh, that there was once a boy, shepherd, who cried wolf. You ever heard about him? Yeah. You know that story. It's about a shepherd boy who was out in the fields keeping watch over his flocks when he decided to cry wolf. And those who were nearby, what did they do? They, they heard him crying and they ran to see what was the matter. And when they got there, they found that the boy was just laughing and laughing because there was no wolf. He had tricked them. I guess he was bored and lonely because after they went back to their work, shaking their heads at this little punk, uh, he does it again. He cries, wolf, wolf quite pleased with himself at having tricked them twice. These well-meaning people, they come rushing and there's no wolf. They go back to their work. And then you know what happens next? Justice, right? A pack of wolves comes prancing up to the flock. The shepherd sees them coming and he cries, wolf, help, wolves, help. And those nearby hear his cries. They shake their heads, carry on in their work. And this boy's flock becomes a Christmas smorgasbord for a pack of hungry wolves. The boy who cried wolf. It's one of Aesop's fables. Aesop was a slave who lived about 600 years before Jesus was born in an area uh, that would become uh, a place where St. Paul would help start some churches centuries later. Aesop was a slave who was famous for his storytelling, for his fables, and they became uh, famous throughout the Greco-Roman world and eventually the whole world, as we know, we know many of them today. Like the story of this mischievous, untrustworthy shepherd boy. That story would likely have been pretty well-known in Jesus' time, just like it's well-known to all of us today. Jesus, I think, would know the story of the boy who cried wolf. It's a memorable fable in part because it's useful in teaching our children uh, the importance of, of telling the truth. But I wonder what shepherds think about the story of the boy who cried wolf. Maybe they've been trying to shake the reputation for being untrustworthy ever since Aesop told this tale. Maybe shepherds were thought of that way because they earned it. Maybe they, maybe they were rightfully uh, people to be suspicious of, but maybe, maybe they just came by this a little uh, accidentally. 
But a lot of people might say, you know, you got to be careful with those guys who sleep out in the open, who don't know what to do when there's a roof over their heads, those who are more at home with the livestock. And it would be, maybe, maybe somebody might say, it would be the, a shepherd who gets a, a laugh out of messing with good, hard-working folks, those shepherds that just lie around in the fields. It's nice to hear a story where a shepherd finally learns his lesson the hard way. People had thoughts about shepherds, and as it turns out, so does God. But God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and the Bible says that God's ways are, well, God does it God's way. And so there are shepherds who are crucial members of the Christmas cast. And today we give them our attention. We watch the watchers. Our gospel this morning comes to us from Luke in the second chapter. It says, now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then... An angel of the Lord stood before them. And you can, you can see it all happening right there in that stained glass window. This is the scene. The glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all of the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And and this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And then suddenly... With the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Now, when the angels left and gone into heaven, the shepherds, shepherds, They said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. (laughs) And so they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary, she treasured all of these words, pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Could 
be that one of the reasons folks are suspicious of shepherds is because shepherds have a way of seeing things. Because their job is to be watchful, observant, on the lookout. And so they see what's going on. They're up at night to see a who's sneaking out of whose house. Or what tax collector is visiting what politician? What fisherman is staying at the bar longer than at sea? And you could forget about them being out there. But when you're sneaking around, you notice them up on the hill, giving you a little nod while they're whistling at a wandering sheep. So everybody's better off if the shepherds are the ones with the shady reputations. The gospel says that there were shepherds living in the fields, watching, always watching, even in the night. And, you know, shepherds are in the news again today. Brother Eric sent me a story a couple weeks ago about some shepherds. He is concerned about the plight of Lebanese shepherds. Now, Lebanon was in our first scripture reading. So just to remind you, we're talking today about some things that have a long, long history. Eric shared the story with me of shepherds, these Lebanese shepherds, who are just a couple weeks ago, and even today, keeping watch over their flocks at the southern border between Lebanon and modern Israel. And see, these shepherds, the watchers, they are occasionally ambushed by Israeli soldiers. And they are handcuffed and they are blindfolded and they are taken to an interrogation facility in Israel where they are accused of being spies for a terrorist group called Hezbollah. Their flocks are left behind on the hills And when these shepherds are eventually released, they are often then detained by Lebanese authorities, and they are accused of spying for Israel. One shepherd, 23-year-old Zahara, this is what he says that they tell him. He says, they say, you shepherds, you make it seem like you are just herding, but you work for Hezbollah. Or you work for Israel and you watch us. Zahara said, we just tend our goats and they don't believe us. I've heard it said from some veterans of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan that some of their most uh, helpful information they would get about the movements of uh, Al-Qaeda was from shepherds. But they would say, uh, we also suspect that when we were gone and somebody came and asked them uh, what's going on with those American soldiers, they would be very happy to give them that information. These are shepherds. They have a way of seeing things. So nothing is new under the sun, my friends. And shepherds, well, everybody wonders if you can trust them. On the night that Jesus was born, there were in that same area shepherds in the fields, as usual, watching their flocks. And all of the people in the world, 
of all of the people in the world that God could have chosen to commission with his earth-shattering, history-altering mission of investigating and validating the birth of the Savior of the world, God chose shepherds? God chose these shepherds. And we have to wonder, what is God thinking, choosing perhaps some of the least trustworthy people with perhaps the most unbelievable message? In the time of the gospel, there were people who had already come to believe in Jesus as the Savior and the Lord. They believed in his death and his resurrection, but if you can believe this, they hadn't actually heard any other stories about Jesus. They didn't have the gospels yet, but they believed in Jesus. They they didn't have the the way that we have the gospels where we know the, the whole story from the beginning to the end, and we've got four versions of it. Most of the earliest Christians just came to believe about Jesus, that, that, that he was the Messiah and that he was crucified and he was then resurrected. But in the time that Luke was telling his version of the story, there were people who trusted Jesus was the Savior, but they didn't know his origin story. And so when Luke was telling them about where Jesus came from, and he came to the part where the angels appeared, and and they send word that a Savior was born to a virgin, and that the future king was at that moment not in a palace wrapped in luxurious quilts, but in a feed box wrapped in scraps of cloth. Well, the fact that then it was shepherds who were given the responsibility, well, I can imagine people back then would have found that hilarious. Today, it would be like God choosing an immigrant family currently living in a detention center to be the parents of Jesus. And then on the night of his birth, sending some guys who are working the night shift at the local meat packing plant to go and check it out. And then those guys stopping by their local CVS station to tell everyone that Jesus was born. Who would believe that? But... It's also so like God to have in mind the unlikely, those others may view as unworthy to play crucial parts in the story of our salvation. Abraham was a shepherd, and God chose him to be the father of Israel. And Moses was watching over his father-in-law's flock of sheep when God called Moses to lead the Hebrews out of slavery and into the promised land. And before David was the greatest king Israel ever knew, he was the youngest son watching his father's sheep way out in the fields. And of course, Jesus, son of carpenter, would grow up with great affection for the shepherds who his parents told him left their flocks in the fields on the night that he was born. And they came to find him and they told an amazing story about an angel who told them that this child was the Messiah, the Lord, 
and that he is going to he's going to grow up and he is going to bring peace to the earth and great joy for everybody, for all people. And so when Jesus got older, he told people that he is a shepherd, too. He said, I, I am the good shepherd. And he said, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. In the eyes of God, to be a shepherd is a good and noble calling. God has always looked to shepherds to lead and to care for this earthly, mischievous, prone-to-wander flock of humanity that we are. And so on that night, regardless of what everyone else thinks, God knew that he could count on the shepherds to bring good news of great joy for all people. Shepherds are always watching. And so while everyone else could very easily miss the birth of the greatest hope the world has ever known, the shepherds were watching. Everyone else is, is busy with our stuff, our tasks, our worries, our sneaking, our other concerns, but the shepherds teach us the importance of looking for hope that is coming into the world. They may have been scared when the angels arrived, but soon their fear and awe turned into glorifying and praising God. So the shepherds teach us what it is to let praise and joy be the chief parts of our lives. No matter what you are facing today, God wants you to see that there is hope that is coming into the world. A savior has come to us. And so fear and uncertainty can give way to joy and praise. Those shepherds in the gospel hurried to see for themselves what the angels had told them. And it was just as they said. That was a sign for them that a savior had come into the world. And so they told everyone they could find what they had seen and heard. And God uses their experiences to bring that good news to others. And God uses your life and what you have seen and heard places that you have found hope, the times that you have felt God's hand at work in your life, to bring other people hope, that God can be there for them too. Before the angels showed up to the shepherds, the shepherds were mainly concerned with sheep. But after they came to believe in Jesus, God made them a part of God's work. And their concern with sheep and also hope for all earth. And that is God's gift to us all. That our lives are not only the things that fill up our days, but our lives are filled with every reason to praise and glorify God for hope is here today, just as it was told to them. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. 
I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.